your trusted source for local breaking news and what to make of it all. It's Tracy Mack on Newcastle in the Morning. Sydney Airport is continuing to face lengthy delays amid staff shortages. The security company put out a call last night for their workers who aren't on to please come. And and if you do, you actually get a Woolworths voucher. Apparently that's the way that we get workers to work these days. It's just craziness. Joining me on the line now is uh, the man who has been the media performer of the last two years. There's no doubt about that, the poor man. It is Dr David Durheim from Hunter New England Health. Good morning, and welcome. How are you coping? Is it slowing down a little bit now for you? Oh, Tracy, we, we wish it was, mm. but unfortunately, um, Hunter New England uh, is still leading the state with uh, new COVID BA2 cases. And uh, quite extraordinary that, you know, things went off after Argyle House in Newcastle um, with BA1, and we had a huge surge in early January. We're seeing similar numbers now of reported cases. Uh, in the last two weeks, as we saw in the early part of January. So um, we're getting whacked again, I'm afraid, mm. by BA2 this time. Are you concerned about that? I mean, I know that uh, Michael and I here for, the, for at least the last uh, week or two have been saying that these hunter numbers are a concern. They're growing, they're growing, they're growing. We've had at least seven days where we've been the top of the state. Are you concerned that people don't seem to be realising that's where we're sitting? Look, it's quite intriguing that we've got such high numbers. I think people, there are a whole bunch of reasons um, that may contribute, and then there are things that we really don't understand as to why we remain so high in comparison to other parts of the state. I think our school testing has certainly been, um, parents are taking it seriously. Um, we know that with, with actual uh, school outbreaks that we're aware of um, compared to, say, Sydney, parents are actually logging uh, positive rats. But the problem, I think, with BA2 is, is this is really only a fraction of the real cases because um, the rat testing is not as sensitive as it was with BA1. And where we could be you know, in the, in the ballpark of somebody had symptoms and you did a rat test, um, 85% of the time you'd get a positive with BA1. That's dropped down to about 70%. So wow. don't trust, you know, don't trust your mm. rat. If, you're, if you've got symptoms and your rat is negative, go and get a PCR because um, we, we, the rat definitely are, are not performing like they used to against BA1. Wow, that is a real concern. And it, uh, it now makes sense why those numbers are what they are. Absolutely, and we've all we've all heard the anecdotes. I think it was the Prime Minister who rat-tested for three days before he came back as a positive, and, and all of us know family and friends who've had the same experience. And the minute they get a PCR, uh, despite their rat being negative, and they've got the classical COVID symptoms, the PCR comes back positive. So uh, rather get that PCR and isolate until you've got a... A, a, a negative or positive result. David, people are not wearing masks around the place. Um, you know, I've been to many supermarkets and many places over the last uh, two weeks. Yesterday, I was at Market Town. People aren't wearing masks anymore. Would you be encouraging when we're going into a public place to continue to wear those masks? I think we probably should really reconsider that. Um, you know, the outdoor environment is fantastic, um, and probably in that environment, unless you can't distance from uh, those nearest to you, mask wearing is probably not that important. But indoor environments, and particularly 
particularly now with winter where the virus will have an advantage over us. It really likes the cooler environment and it likes it when people huddle together, which is winter in Australia. Mm. And, um, and really in that sort of environment, we know that the virus really has an advantage over us. And mask wearing, one of the things we have learned from this pandemic is the science around mask wearing with um, the, the COVID virus is that you can reduce your risk by 50% mm. by simply wearing a, a good quality mask. So I would strongly encourage anybody in an indoor environment uh, where they, they cannot distance from others, um, and particularly a noisy indoor environment where people are inclined to lift their voices or where they're singing, that's a really good place to wear a mask. Now, we're hearing, obviously, about Delta Cron. You know, we've, we've already had the Omicron Transformer. Now we've got the, uh, the Delta Cron Transformer. Are you concerned about this, uh, this new variant? And are we seeing it? I know we've seen it in Australia. Are we seeing it in the Hunter yet? We haven't had a confirmed case in, in Hunter, New England, of, of uh, what they're calling the Frankenstein variant, where you get a reassortment of Delta and of Omicron. Um, but around the world, we've certainly had cases, and we've had cases in Australia, both in New South Wales and in, in Queensland. It doesn't seem to outcompete BA2. So it's probably uh, less of a concern, although it needs to be be uh, continually monitored it it hasn't really um, got the same uh, infectiousness and transmissibility as BA2 however there are these other variants that are unfortunately cropping up and this is the nature of a a new pandemic we now know of BA4 and BA5 which both emerged in southern Africa and where we're going to have to keep a really close look on them because that's obviously where, where Omicron came from. And it's amazing that they've been again detected in Botswana and South Africa and now quite uh, large numbers in some parts of Europe. So they're worth watching. And then, of course, we've got XE, which is the uh, where people have been duly infected with um, Omicron BA1 and BA2, and that is probably an, a, a very important variant just to keep an eye on it because the UK, which has had about a 1,000 confirmed cases of, um, of that new XE variant, it looks like it may be even more transmissible than BA2, which is quite extraordinary. I didn't think anything except measles could be more transmissible than BA2, but there you go. This XE variant um, is, is, looks like it's more transmissible than BA2, and it shares characteristics of both BA1 and BA2, but then with a couple of three mutations that we're aware of thrown in for good measure. So the journey's not yet over. We'd all love it, I think, if um, this had become a, a you know, mild seasonal uh, influenza, well, not influenza, cold-like uh, co- uh, coronavirus, but we're still not there, I'm afraid. No, certainly not. You're with Tracy Mack on Newcastle Live. I'm speaking with Dr. David Durheim from Hunter New England Health. David, everybody's out there saying, oh, look, we're all going to get it, so, you know, just get it, just get it. That's all well and good, but all of the information that we've got coming from all around the world is the effects of long COVID, um, which, you know, at this point in time, we really don't know what that is. Are you seeing any instances of long COVID? So we, we are seeing now, it's, it, long COVID just by its definition uh, follows three months after your original infection. So it's still too early to know what BA2, because BA2 is the most recent strain that has taken off around the world and it's replaced largely replaced BA1. But we are seeing in people with BA1 uh, increasing numbers of, of reports 
of people who've got very similar long COVID symptoms to those who experience Delta. And a lot of that is the neurological or the respiratory symptoms. So people who have shortness of breath more than three months after their COVID infection, where previously they were well, or people who used to have a stringent exercise regime who's struggling mm. to, to perform like they used to. And then the brain fog and the fatigue appear to be as common following BA1 as they were following Delta. So because we've still really in the learning phase, you know, unfortunately these things, because they only follow many months later, I would still strongly be urging people not to go out and get themselves in infected. It's much better because we don't understand long COVID. Rather make sure that you, you do those simple measures that will keep you safe. And particularly those who haven't had a third dose in their uh, of vaccination, there still really are uh, quite a large number of people in the Hunter um, who haven't, and particularly in the younger age groups who haven't had that third jab, or people who are now due for a winter boost who are in the highest risk groups, those over 65 years of age or those with severe immunosuppression who really need a fourth dose. I think much rather to have one extra jab and a little bit of uh, unpleasant local effect mm. than, um, than actually play with the possibility of long COVID uh, down the track. Yeah, absolutely. Now, we've got a long weekend coming up. In fact, we've got uh, several long weekends coming up over the next couple of weeks. What would your message be to, uh, to the people of The Hunter? Look, I think let's, let's continue being sensible. I think we've seen across The Hunter, uh, right throughout the, the COVID pandemic, the community have been doing jolly sensible things. Uh, when the vaccine was available, everybody crowded to get it. Folks adopted, even though it was unpleasant. They they adhered to the um, the public health measures, the distancing, the isolation as required. So I think anybody who has any symptoms, don't ignore them. Get get a PCR, particularly if you a known close contact, because we what we don't want to do, we we still see sadly, Tracy, every day I we investigate two or three local deaths and, mm -hmm. and they're mainly in people who are older and more frail. Um, but none of us wants to be responsible for being the person who infects somebody who later dies or ends up in ICU. So don't ignore symptoms. Get a PCR test. The turnaround time now is fantastic. It's generally within a day. Isolate while waiting for that result. And if you are in a crowded environment, indoor environment, rather wear a mask and encourage others to do the same. Um, it, I think that way we can keep uh, people who really are vulnerable safe as well. Thank you so much for your time. I really do just think it, it was uh, it was time to just remind people that it's far from over and that we still need to be very, very careful that uh, in particular the hunter numbers are, uh, are quite concerning. So just be safe. It's not that hard. Socially distance. Go back to wearing your mask. Just be sensible. And that is the message that is uh, out there. You have a lovely long weekend and uh, fingers crossed you're not too busy. And you too. Thanks, Tracy. Thank you so much. That is Dr. David Durheim from Hunter New England Health. There you have it. You don't want to get long COVID. You don't want to just go out there and uh, and try and get COVID so that you're uh, you're over and done with it. Because at this point in time, we still don't know what the effects are. And I know Lou Wilkinson, who has had uh, had COVID, our uh, our juice lady, lovely, lovely Louise. She uh, she's suffering a little bit. She's had some some brain fog and she's had some lethargy and lethargy and. 
Yeah, it's uh, it's not something that you want. I can uh, I can guarantee that. Yeah, Trace, I was saying that look, a friend of, of mine, that her daughter of personal lives across the road, she's actually had to stop university because what she's found is that she's got long COVID. And she can't actually keep the the information there in her head. Yeah, she's found that you know trying to study and everything on like that. So, yeah, look, be safe. Mm. You know, this got oh, long COVID. What's that? A flu cough for yeah, a couple no, of weeks or something like no. that. No, it's not mm. because people, as I said, with Lou, you know, people are finding that you know the whole lethargy there with that. Mm. But you know, young people, mm, twenty two or thereabouts, is finding I like, can't do university because I can't think properly. Yeah, it's it's not and good. As David Durham said, it's neuro, gets to the neurological stage. Yeah, and we just don't know enough about it yet. Uh, so uh, yeah, try to avoid going out there and getting someone to cough on you, like uh, like my fourteen year old keeps saying. I just want to get it, Mum. No, you really, really don't. You're Tracy Mack on Newcastle Live. Coming up next, I'm going to be joined by Lara Lupish, who is the editor of Fasson Magazine, but she's running a professional confidence program in the next couple of weeks. We'll find out what it's all about next here on Newcastle Live. Newcastle in the morning takes you through the big events and the most talked about stories of the day that matter to you and your life. From what's on to what matters, Tracy Mack takes you beyond the headlines, what it is, why it matters and how it impacts your daily life. Tracy Mack brings you Newcastle in the morning, weekdays from nine on Newcastle Live. Newcastle Live.